everyone, it's Audio Nerd 64. And I'm Big Nakuma. And we are your And we are your game of friends. Did you like that? I was going for like guttural. Thank you. Logging on. It's delay season, y'all. <laughs> for us too. Yay. But after this, we're gonna be caught up. Yeah, okay, we know. Okay. I'm they just, heard it in the last episode. Okay. Damn, I'm just reminding damn. them. I'm reminding them. Jesus. Okay. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot has been released. Journey to the Savage Planet. PlayStation View. Sony at E3? Question mark. And Stadia is still trying. These past two weeks in Nerdum, we're talking Clone Wars, Hunger Games, Watchmen, Morbius, Modoc, and the Oscars. And on the home screen, we are catching up with an old friend of the show. We're talking with Professor Dumptruck. You don't want to miss it. Okay, well, let's dive in to this delay season nonsense. And by nonsense, I mean kind of a good thing, but also kind of not. I mean, by nonsense, you mean it definitely was going to happen in that I really, really, really need, you know, boardroom uh, video game people to just listen to devs when they say this is actually going to take like three years and they'll be like no it's gonna take six months and now it's gonna three and make a flashy video for it yeah capitalism really sucks <laughs> um the fact of the matter is that shareholders and uh companies who are in control of these studios just force them to meet certain deadlines and clearly cyberpunk needed more time and they asked for it and they got some more time and i'm hoping that it's enough uh but it wasn't just cyberpunk no. Cyberpunk was the first one that I heard about, and I was like, damn, well, at least I'll be able to play Avengers, and then no. That also got delayed, uh, as well as the Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh, Iron Man VR, which I didn't know, which from that trailer that I saw, like, six months ago, they, they could use the time. And Dying Light 2. Yeah, a whole host of games, and this is on top of all the Ubisoft games that got delayed, the PlayStation exclusives that got delayed, like, everything for the most part in the top half of 2020 is delayed to after E3. Like, everything. Well, you know, more time to catch up on Red Dead 2. There is more time to play other stuff. Uh, I am increasingly worried about September, because there's a Destiny expansion that we assume is going to be announced, by E3 or at E3, and they always release in September. Shadowkeep was October because it got delayed. Um, there's also some of the Ubisoft titles going to September and some of the PlayStation exclusives going to September. I think Ghost of Tsushima is looking at a September window. So we're talking about a bunch of games being released in a one-month period, and frankly, I don't have the PTO time. You know, that's fair. I was going to say the poor Kotaku writers, but they're, <laughs> um, you know, they're all leaving. <laughs> the good ones are leaving. Um, well, Jason Schreier still there. Anyway. <laughs> might be the only one left. It might just be his, you know, this is Jason Schreier. No. Not um, <laughs> but yeah, there, there were plenty of delays. At first, I was kind of like, oh, that means that the crunch isn't going to be as bad. And this is a great thing for workers. And it's so exciting and wonderful. We all thought that. Yeah, I was wrong. And some devs were like, um, no. Actually, when this happens, they just extend the timeline by still a not enough time, and they make us crunch. And that's apparently what the story was for Grand Theft Auto 5, 
uh, one of the devs that was on that project was like, this is how it happened. And he was like, at the end, was like, well, I think they changed their shit. Well, mm. I've been told that they changed their shit, their policy since then. Uh, but we could probably, it's probably safe to assume that uh, workers are going to get abused in the name of video games yet again. So CD Projekt Red has said that they are taking steps to limit and reduce the amount of crunch. Uh, I am hoping that... What does that mean? Well, it means that they just want there to be less of it. They're not saying that it's not going to happen. But, like, overtime is fine. The, The concept of overtime is not the problem. It's the concept of permanent overtime for extended periods of time that are greater than, you know, three to six months. That's where the problem really is. I actually, I feel differently. You think any overtime is bad? Yeah. I think if you're not managing your project to be done in a certain amount of time for workers to just do their eight hours, then you fucked up. I am, okay. and I, look, I look. I work in podcasting. I, there have been more nights, and I would like to admit ha- that you know I had to like, and, and in music too, I had to stay super late. But you don't and get paid hourly. No, well, uh, I used to freelancing. I would like I, if there was like in my line of work, which is you know unions. People love overtime because they get a lot more money. They just don't want to have to do it. Well, the, but how do game devs get paid? Well, a lot of them get paid hourly, and the problem with crunch is that they are expected to do it. It's not really optional. I have no problem with optional overtime. Wait, devs get paid hourly? A lot of devs get paid hourly. That's not... Really? Hmm. I mean, I'm not going to say that CD Projekt Red people are not paid hourly or that they are paid hourly. I don't know. But I know that a lot of devs are paid hourly. Here's the thing. I look like now I'm a, now I have a salary position, but when I was freelancing, if something took more, if something took more hours than what I was allotted to be there for, yeah, it's more money. But then, great, now I have to go to bed later and wake up for the gig that I have to do in the morning later. And you also don't get more money because you just have an hourly rate. Someone who is hired, who gets paid hourly, gets more money. You get time and a half or two times for staying overtime. Yeah, I mean, well, look, I, whatever way people are getting paid, I just, I think it's, I, if you have to go past the agreed upon time, it's just poor time management. And I think to say, well, we're going to try to minimize the amount of time that we've, are going to have people work, you are, you know, it's like kind of already admitting failure. Like you, it should have been, it shouldn't have been playing like that from the jump. Yeah. At the end of the day, I, I understand where you're coming from and I agree with you. Like in spirit, I, I I completely agree that you should be managing your projects in such a way that people don't have to work overtime at all. If I'm wrong and people are getting paid salary and being forced to do it, then of course I think that's super fucked up and, and unacceptable, even by just you know an hour. Um, if people are making double time or time and a half, I'm okay with it happening, just not like a culture of it where you are expected to be at the office for 12 hours a day, every single day. That's excessive, that's too much, that's ridiculous, and that's crunch. And so, um, you know, they're they're trying to mitigate it by not having as many people stay late and come early and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know what that means. Like, I want to know from the devs inside because I made a big stink about how bad everything was at 
Rockstar during Red Dead, and I would have to take the same stance. If if cyberpunk devs uh, leak that they're being super abused during this process and it's a huge problem, you know, I don't know that I would feel comfortable getting cyberpunk at launch and 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 jumping right in. I, I think I would have to wait and and not pay for it. I just know that these confidentiality clauses and these people's contracts got. 10 times more complicated. So we, I don't know. I, mm. I just want, <sighs> I just want it to happen as ethically as possible. And I was initially excited that all these games got delayed. Cause I just thought that it meant that there was more time and, and no crunch, but apparently that's not the case. It's just more time, more time of crunch. And a little crunch. That's a treat. Yeah. Um, and that's a studio that says they're trying to do something about it. Like, the folks making <laughs> Avengers and the folks making Dying Light, like, have they even tried? Are they even attempting to mitigate crunch? Hopefully. I hope so, too. I have no idea. Yeah. But I will be watching <laughs> the news wires because it's very important to me that workers are are treated properly. And, you know, I understand there's no ethical consumption under capitalism, all that stuff, but I still feel bad participating in the purchase of something that was made on the backs of people who maybe they don't get the same cost sharing as managers and maybe they don't get the same uh, level of compensation if things sell well or don't sell well. Like, are, are they punished for it in a way that managers are not? There's all these questions to consider. And so I'm just hoping that um, it's it's not a shit show over there, but yeah. it probably is. Yeah. Um, that... Solidarity with all of the game devs and uh, kudos to the CWA for launching their unionization effort of the industry. Um, Communication Workers of America have come out and said they're going to target the tech industry, specifically game devs and gaming companies. So excited to see who the first U.S. unionized game developers will be. Well, all right. Um, Some games got released. Oh, Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot. Okay. Uh, we're not going to talk about it here because neither of us played it. But our special guest did. So Exciting. Yay. Uh, Journey to the Savage Planet also got released. I actually don't know anything about this one. Um, It's apparently a short. I don't think it's indie, but it's not AAA. Uh, exploration game. It, it kind of has a similar vibe to me from what I've seen to the Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like a cute, fun planet. Apparently, it's co-op, um, and so I, I actually would like to play it, but I, I think it's one of those things where I'm going to wait for it to be on Game Pass or on sale. If it's not already, maybe it is on Game Pass, and I just don't know. Hmm. Well, I, have, I actually haven't heard of this one, so I was watching the videos. It does look very No Man's sky E. Uh, are very out of worlds, like a combo game, I guess. Uh, people are enjoying it, so I have to add it to my list of never ending list of games that I'll eventually get to. But hey, now that uh, two of the biggest games that I was going to play this spring are not coming, I'll have time, maybe. Yeah, same here. Uh, it looks cute. The reviews so far are good, like, people seem to enjoy it. It's not going to change your world it's not going to be anyone's game of the year but well maybe it will be i don't know it it seems solid so i I want to check it out too all right playstation view is being discontinued Ooh. uh if you don't know what playstation view is if you've ever had the thought oh i want cable except through my playstation playstation view 
It was like their thing to challenge Microsoft being the console for the home. Like Xbox One was supposed to be the console that you did everything through. You can watch cable through your Xbox too. Oh. It's just not called anything. It's just part of the Xbox. Really? Mm-hmm. I just like watch regular ass cable TV. You can. I don't know how to do it or what it's called. <laughs> I don't have cable. Okay, um, yeah. But yeah, you you can. Um, in much bigger Sony news. In Sony news that people actually care about. Fuck off to E3, I guess. They're not coming. Second year in a row. Not coming to E3. <laughs> I mean, they could have used their stage management for sure. Because uh, last year's thing was weird as fuck. Two years ago. That was they two didn't years have one last year. Sony? They didn't, didn't they? It's 2020. <sighs> what is time? <laughs> oh, my God. This year <laughs> this will be year. the second year, year. Um, where they're not around. I agree that the one in 2018 was uh, not that great. Wow, that was a whole two ass years ago. It uh, was. That, sh- that I, it felt closer to me because it's, it's like such a visceral, weird experience. <laughs> um, Can't shake it off. Yeah, they're not doing it again. I'm sure they'll do some direct thing, but... Who knows when they'll do it. Nintendo at least does it around E3, but Sony didn't last year. That's right. They did their own thing when they did it. Hmm. So who knows? I, I The rumor is that they will be doing a big event in February, that they will be showing off the new console in February. This February? Yes. Wow. All right. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess fuck E3. What I, are they, how are they going to? I don't know. It It seems like... Gamescom is becoming the real E3. I think it's going to be esports. I think that's how they're going to get people to come back to E3. Why would anyone come to E3 for esports? It's got to be a draw somehow. If it's not going to be games, it could very easily just be like personalities. Not even like esports, but like content creators and like come play new games with like people. They did try that last year, and I think it was still like the biggest one ever, wasn't it? I don't, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I, yeah, I've never been to E3. I'm not cool enough for that shit. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, we'll watch whatever <clears throat> parts of E3 are left to watch when they stream it this year. Uh, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be a lot. Well, I mean, there's still all the the indie developers. And, yeah, it's still going to be a fucking three-hour episode publishers. for us. It's not indie, but independent. Oh, so um, So. Hmm. Isn't that weird how indie and independent kind of have two different meanings? Same word. Like Ubisoft is AAA, but they're not beholden to Xbox, right? So they're independent. Anyway, anyway, Stadia Quest for Relevance. <laughs> I they just announced a bunch of new games that are coming out, and they said that oh. they have first party studio games coming at some point. They didn't mm-hmm. specify when. Uh, Did they specify when they were going to put the other shit that they promised people that didn't make it there yet? My like, understanding is that a lot of stuff is there now, but like 4K still isn't. And a lot of the uh, Founders Edition folks remain incredibly pissed off because part of the bundle was that you would get the free 4K upgrade 
for a certain period of time, but it doesn't work. And so they paid for essentially a few months of this upgrade version and have not been able to get it. So like, are they going to get more time once it's ready? Are they going to just be told to go screw themselves? Like, what? I don't know, but can you answer this question for me? How many teraflops? <laughs> no, I can't. How many How many teraflops? I can tell you uh, another flop number, and that is the number of active Destiny players on Stadia. And it is in the mere thousands. Flop! Yeah. I didn't use that Not word quite numbers. as bad as numbers, but... Oof. You can play them on Stadia? I'm just saying in general. <laughs> I just feel like there's probably only one person flying around on Stadia right now. That poor, that poor person. God bless him. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that... I, I think I'm done talking about Stadia. I think that we're going to... We're not going to bleep like we bleep some other things. But I'm tired of talking about it. There's nothing really to talk about. It, it failed, as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to be very surprised if it lasts the year. Be longer than Google Fiber. I hope they start porting the games that they're working on to other consoles, so they don't have to like throw it out. That's all. all right. Well, uh, let's get into some nerddom. Clone Wars, you nerds. Yeah. Final season trailer. It's up. I never watched Clone Wars. I watched an episode here and there. My brother was really Chase was really into it. Um. I've seen a few episodes. I did not watch it. The reaction to the trailer has convinced me to watch it. That Wow, that's... Yeah. The that's, Disney Plus subscription is going to stick around for a little bit longer because <laughs> once I can free up some time in my queue, I am going to... I'm going to barrel through Clone Wars. So, we're, so we're, you're not unsubscribing? I am going to unsubscribe after I finish the Clone Wars and uh, before the new Clone Wars... I, I, as far as I'm concerned, Disney Plus is an on and off switch. If I don't have anything actively going on on that platform, I'm not going to be paying for it because I don't need unlimited access to shit that I'm not going to watch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I the reaction was so strong that I want to get into it. And I know that Ashoka is an incredibly important character to a lot of people. And her voice showed up in The Rise of Skywalker. So I'm super intrigued. A few other people like from Star Wars, Clone Wars, and and Rebels also had their voices in there. So I'm excited uh, to know the context behind that and like who these people are and stuff. Um, I I don't really know much other than the bare bones about all these these characters they introduced. Fair. Yeah. um, I mean, I'll watch it with you, but... Like I said, I didn't really get into it. So, um, the Rise of the Resistance ride also came out in the past few days, uh, and that was really cool to see everyone freaking out about that. Geeking uh, out about it. Was that that Disney? Yeah, it's at the Galaxy's Edge. Like the big marquee ride wasn't open <laughs> when they <laughs> when they opened Galaxy's Edge. Oh, jeez. So now it is. Okay, that's and exciting. Everyone was really excited. They said that it was. Um, I've heard that it was really good and that it was one of the best Star Wars stories that Disney has told <laughs> apparently. Wow, on a ride. That's exciting. Yeah. I mean, they do a good job on those rides. I'm excited for you to finally get to a theme park because like they are. They're like they're like storylines. They're they're open and shut things that are canon, really. Can you get into a lightsaber fight with someone at Galaxy's Edge? Cuz that's all I would want to do. I'm sure you probably can. 
will you be allowed to continue your day at the park? Maybe not. Couldn't tell you. Wow. Um, Hunger Games is getting a prequel series, and much like Star Wars, in their decision to center Anakin in the prequel series, the Hunger Games is going to be centering President Snow. Wow, what a parallel. Uh, It is kind of a parallel. He's kind of the Anakin of uh, the Hunger Games, because apparently he was a good guy and a hero a quote-unquote hero during this prequel series. So I'm intrigued. I'm not <laughs> not particularly excited because I think that those books are really poorly written. That's my personal opinion. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Just right for the juggler. Like, oh, wow, you know, I'm not, this movie, I'm not really thinking about it, but... <laughs> Because the, the stories are written by a five-year-old. The story itself, I love. Like, I think The Hunger Games, as what it is, is actually really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Critique of capitalism, blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> it's not just, whatever. It is It is really good, I think. Yeah. But. I never really got into them. Well, they don't, they're not long. Like, no, you could read two in one day. I think the problem with me was that I, when I was younger, I was, like, very, against like against uh, Twilight and anything that kind of like had a Twilight funk on it. (laughs) (laughs) It does not have a Twilight (laughs) funk, I have to say. Sorry, I I should say a vibe. And it just, I don't know. I just, when I was younger, I was like, I'm not fucking with this. And I never fucked with the books or the movie or the fact they call that little girl monkey. And... That is not okay. Okay, uh, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. That, that was on the audience. It's not like on you know. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I'm just, I know. You I know. know. I, it was just you know. Uh, People. The, the thing <laughs> is, if you if you read the book with like if you process the book, if you have reading comprehension, Rue is very clearly black, and people were surprised when the movie came out <laughs> and Rue was black. Oh, it wasn't like a retroactive like. Oh, no, it was not. Rue is a black gay. Poor. I'm no, doing the, because the the, the <laughs> I JK. can't believe I'm explaining this. The lore of Thing. the 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 books is that there's twelve districts and two people from every district. Yeah, no, I knew that part. Okay, so the other participant is very clearly black in kind of a racist way, and oh. given the description of the district itself, I think that. You'd, you'd have to be a little foolish to not assume that they were both black. Hmm. And kind of what happens. I, I legitimately think the first book is good and well-written. It's the second two that are not that great. Well, I'm happy that The Hunger Games uh, is yet another franchise that gets to just go until infinity in both directions. So I, I hope time. not, actually. <sighs> Maybe she's a better writer now. I don't know. Anyway, um, Watchmen... Uh, uh is is no longer a thing. Oh. <laughs> uh well Lindelof left. Yes. Uh and HBO said, "All right, well then fuck it. No black superheroes anymore." Sorry. 
Yeah, it is. uh, It's over. Damon Lindelof, the showrunner and creator, said, well, not creator of Watchmen, but creator of the show, said that uh, he told the story he wanted to tell, that that was what he wanted to do. He, of course, left it on a cliffhanger because he's an asshole. Um, Not like his thing, though. That was what made him. Listen, we watched the first episode and I was like, I'm out. And now I feel very justified because some people say it's really good. Some people say it's not so... Like, the people that I trust their opinions have been like, "Mm, I don't know. The people who have questionable opinions that I know were like, yeah, it's great. And so I think (laughs) think I'm good. Well, I'm not... I got spoiled literally on the entire season. Yeah. Because I... I didn't catch up on it. I we, I used to work for Gimlet and on the Nod, and we the Nod did an episode about it, and I didn't catch up in time because I had multiple jobs at that point. <laughs> Watch TV. <laughs> I have heard that there's like a gay subplot to some of it, and and I gotta say that's what YouTube is for. I'm gonna wait for a supercut on YouTube <laughs> when it's not so popular and HBO's not like watching for uploads and stuff to take everything down. Um, and I'll just see a supercut of all those scenes. I've done it for other shows where I'm like, oh, I want to watch this show, but I only care about these two people. And YouTube's like, bet, we got you. And, and they just <laughs> supercut everything together. So I can watch an hour-long video, but I've seen an entire season of someone's relationship. So I want to do that eventually for Watchmen. But overall, I'm just tired of black suffering and black trauma, which we've discussed before. And um, it it it's over. It looks like it won't be happening anymore. Yeah, I uh, like I didn't run out to go see Queen and Slim. Like I'm just no. It take it really like I really have to hear like overwhelmingly good reviews to be like okay. I guess I'll go watch Black people suffer today. It was uh, the same bougie <laughs> black checks on Twitter that were saying that Slave Play was good that were telling people to go see Queen and Slim. So I said, cool, I'm good. <laughs> and then Lena Wave fucked her wife over. So what? What a gross generalization of the <laughs> <laughs> of of the brunch blue check the blacks. brunch blacks. <laughs> <laughs> they don't order chicken and waffles. I, you look, but <laughs> not all not all blue checks. How about that? I fucks with a couple blue checks. Literally one or two. Mm, yeah, Picard. The early reviews have come out. Uh, Some clips have started to be released. People are excited about it. And I wish I was one of them. I wish I had time. I wish I had the energy for Star Trek. And unfortunately, I just am not interested in paying for another fucking service. Oh, yeah. I would have watched it if it was like on Netflix or Hulu or something, but I got to pay for a whole ass new thing. No, thank you. Although, did you see Patrick Stewart told Whoopi that she could be on season two on The View? Yes, I did see that. I also saw Patrick Stewart say that he turned down the role of Professor X again. Good. I know that man definitely heard from all the other actors that were in the MCU, and they were like, don't do it. You're going to be in these movies for 20 years. That man. And he was like, you know what? I got better things to do. <laughs> I mean, his answer was actually really poignant. He was like, I would love to do it, but we kind of said goodbye to the characters with Logan. And Logan was such a good movie that I feel like it would be wrong. Like, the, the, I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but that was what I got from, from what he said. I mean, that's fair. Logan was amazing. Logan, Logan was, great. was so good. How did Logan not get any awards and Joker got all of them? 
Yeah, this is actually one of our our <laughs> items is that the Joker got nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards. I am not. We all know how I feel about the Joker. It was okay. I thought it was like it it on paper it's like interesting, right? And I still think it's one of the more interesting things that has happened in the superhero genre for a while now, but like come on. Score? What the f- what? What? Come on. That score I- <laughs> That the scoring on the the stair scene alone. The it was mix not and the, good. it was no. I, That's a no for me, though. If anything, the music kind of took me out sometimes. Mm. So that I don't understand. Listen, I'm not here to rag on it. I think yeah, that, that overall is, it was a fine movie. There were also more deserving movies on that list. And some that didn't even get nominated. So I think a lot of people and a lot of movies did not get nominated that should have. And I find it interesting that Joker is one of the ones that did. It was, it was a lot of nominations, y'all. It's a lot of nominations. I said from the very beginning that I thought it was Oscar bait, and you know it 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 is. It's Oscar bait. It's an it's a very Oscar baity movie. Um, it just so happens that it's a superhero movie, kind of. It's a, it's a super villain movie, but he's not even the like uh, whatever. Um, it just didn't like I you know like I think before. people it, should see it. I think it's a good movie. I, yeah. I would recommend it. I just don't think it did anything. Like I don't. When everyone was like giving it standing O's at whatever film festival that was, I just I I just don't see it. Yeah, I, even people clapped at our screening, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't understand that." Ooh, they said fascism. They named it by oh, oh great, groundbreaking, whatever. I'm sick of media. Anyway, <laughs> um, the Morbius trailer, I laughed, was giving me major Joker vibes. I have to say, I and not just because Jared Leto already tried this. Laughed the entirety of that trailer. I think it's going to be better than we are expecting it to be. I think it's going to be better than it has any reason to be. I find Fair. the MCU bending thing to be very strange. I don't quite get it. It's like do it or don't. You know, yeah. either make it part of the universe or not. I, I understand what Sony is doing. They're essentially trying to carve out a niche for themselves where they can build an audience off the backs of the MCU and then potentially, eventually take Spider-Man back and insert him into all these things or just force Tom Holland to do a Spider-Man movie with the villains that they establish in these other movies. And that's fine. Like, Michael Keaton is revising his role as the Vulture, uh, according to the trailer. And Tom Holland Spider-Man is, like, in the background. Uh, in a few scenes, they clearly are living in a post-far-from-home uh, world where Spider-Man is hated by everyone and shit. So, great. We have that to look forward to in the MCU. Um I don't know. Other than that, it just seemed very run-of-the-mill, and I'm not entirely sure where they're going to go with this. Yeah. I, the thing is, like, with more... Like, because Sony has, like, could do the thing that Warner Brothers just did with Joker and, like, potentially make an on-paper interesting character study type film for Morbius. Uh, but um, they won't. And this is going to be a procedural villain film. To me, that's what I think it's probably going to be. I just I would, think I would like point, to be proven wrong. I don't think I will be. I think at this point there is clearly a a deal that we don't know about where Marvel has told Sony what Spider-Man villains they intend to use. 
And, and they were like, you can get the extras. Right. Because, like, get Morbius? That's what, like, I know that Morbius is actually kind of important and that he's a regular in the rogues gallery. But Morbius? Like, you don't want to do a deep character study on Doc Ock? But clearly, Marvel wants Doc Ock. So, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, well, I would I, love to know how they're making these decisions. Yeah. I got you know maybe I sh- I really should watch Venom. I still haven't done that yet. I I need to stop shitting on things that aren't MCU. I do have that. I have that bias. I'll watch Venom. I, I'm not against watching Venom. Isn't it on HBO right now? Maybe we should just do that. Yeah, okay. Uh, but I don't know. From the trailer, I, I like don't. I don't know. It just from the trailer it didn't. It doesn't look great. Sorry. That's just this is how I feel. Finally, in also weird news to me. The Modoc show is moving forward, <laughs> and it's moving forward on Hulu. Why? Honestly, it sounds great. <laughs> like the cast sounds really good. The cast does sound really good. It's supposed to be like an animated adult comedy show. Yeah, is it canon? <sighs> it can't be if it's on Hulu. Anything that is MCU is going to be on Disney Plus, so it's uh, not canon. Okay, got it. Okay, whatever. I mean, fuck. I'll watch Patton Oswalt play a floating head villain yeah i mean uh i'm in i'm gonna watch it uh very curious to see where they go with it <laughs> i wonder if it's just gonna be like really have nothing to do with superheroes and stuff it's just like Modoc in a lab that would be that that would be fun i don't know who knows what to expect i don't know there's no trailer yet no just casting news but we'll see okay well i think you should drop some music all right well, we have a real treat for you today. Yes, we do. One of our Bones of Feet members, OG Bones of Feet. Founding. Founding father of Bones of Feet. I, um, I did found it, okay? Okay. I did found it. Okay, and he hasn't been on since our uh, Bones of Feet episode, which right. you should go check out. We'll put it in the show notes. Check it out. I worked very hard on that. Yes, it was our very first episode. narrative episode. episode. Um, welcome to the show. Friend of the show. Friend of the clan. Founding <laughs> father of Bones of Feet, Professor Dumb Truck. Well, hello, everybody. Real Canadian right from the start. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing, my dudes? (laughs) Um, We're doing pretty good. Thank you very much for being here. Very excited to have you. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Very excited. I was wondering when you guys were going to ask me to be on the show. You asked me a few times, but just never panned out, I guess. It did never pan out, but I knew that no one would be able to talk about Dragon Ball Z in the way that I would want them to other than you. Also, uh, the, only, the only one that could even like come close to doing it would be Jesus. He'd be the only one that could come close. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Is he but even playing even, but it? I, but that's the thing. I don't think he's played it. So I, yeah. But like, he just knows the Dragon Ball lore and everything too. So, so my extent of of being in the Dragon Ball lore is that I watched the the sagas, the various sagas, when I was a kid, and that's it. Okay. That's all I know. You haven't like rewatched them since you've grown up. No, I never. I never went back to it. I stopped watching when I was a teen. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I've watched like Dragon Ball Z, just just Dragon Ball Z. So that's what that's what Kakarot's based around. 
I've watched the sagas that are in that game at least 20 times. Oh, wow. So you have to think about it so I know you're not lying. Or like exaggerating, <laughs> I should say. Uh, that's impressive. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be it's got to be right up there. Why do you love it so much? I, I don't know. It's just it's the nostalgia of it. Like I just I watched it so much as a kid. Like every Friday, every Friday I get home from school, do whatever I needed to do, and then five o'clock would hit. Dragon Ball Z comes on, new episode every week, and I just I loved it. I loved it. Me and my buddies loved it. And like I don't know if you guys remember, but like uh, in the early two thousands was when everyone was doing like the super grungy music videos for everything. Yeah. Well, Dragon Ball Z had super grungy music videos. So like there was there was videos to like Linkin Park songs and stuff like that. And it was just a mashup of Dragon Ball Z fights. Me and my buddies would watch them for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. That's cute. That's very adorable. There honestly like there there's so much Dragon Ball content out there right now that like and I've watched all of it. Like there's a series that's only in Japan called Dragon Ball Heroes based off a card game that's in Japan. And uh yesterday I just caught up with it and I watched 3 straight hours of of Dragon Ball Heroes just to get caught up. <sighs> um that is deep weeb. I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> I love Dragon Ball. That was so mean. <laughs> I was not expecting this. If there's one show that I've watched more than anything else, it's it's hands down. Hands down is Dragon Ball. I can tell even further by the fact that you don't say Z, because I always say Z because that was the beginning and end of my Dragon Ball career. But well, yeah. it was really good. So- so, the, so there's Dragon Ball, which like like if you're a new person and you want to try and get into it, like you want to try and jump on the hype train, like Dragon Ball is only going to keep getting bigger. So they just had a, that movie kit come out a little while ago with Dragon Ball Broly, and it made a shitload of money. It made tons of money. And then yeah. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you guys knew, but uh, Goku is the official mascot of the Tokyo Olympics. What? Uh, <laughs> what? I didn't yeah, know that. The nerds yeah, are taking over. Oh, my God. He's the number one mascot. Obviously, like, there's going to be a whole bunch of anime characters. So there's guys from Bleach. There's guys from, like, a bunch of other animes. But Goku is, like, the the face of the Olympics. <laughs> and so Dra- Dragon Ball just keeps making money. So they came out with this game. They made a ton of money on this game. And, like, it's just getting bigger. They have another new series coming out. They have another movie that's being made right now. It, there's just more and more content being created for this. And I love it. So let's focus on the game. Other than that it is a big uh, retelling of the Dragon Ball Z sagas, I don't know anything about it. So yeah, that's that's like first and foremost, that is like what it is. And for anybody who has watched the sagas, this is a great way to like kind of reintroduce yourself back into it if you haven't watched it in a long time. Mm. First off, it's sped up. So it, uh, there's, a, uh, there's a version of Dragon Ball called Dragon Ball Kai, which is Dragon Ball Z, but it's compressed down. And I would say this Ooh. is compressed even more. Oh. But at the same time, they also like dove into the backstories of like what was happening during certain times. And you got to kind of go and like live that out as certain characters during those time frames, which mm-hmm. I thought was super cool. And it brought back other characters too. Because uh, the one thing that Dragon Ball is really bad at is like they they introduce a character for a saga. And then once that song is done, they just never talk about that character ever again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. And one character they did that with uh, really bad in Dragon Ball Z was a character called Launch. 
And she has an insane amount of story content in this game about what's like going on in her life while Cell's attacking Earth, while Boo's attacking Earth, while the guys are on planet Namek. And like it's it's kind of cool to see like what's happening with these other characters because we had no idea. And the other cool thing is that this is all canon. Oh, so it's not just... Yeah, this is all story that was written and, and told by Akira Toriyama himself. Oh, see, I wish I had known a little bit more because I remember being initially excited about what I had heard. But then, you know, just time goes on and <laughs> interest fades for someone who's not super, you know, engaged in the fandom. Uh, so yeah. I had no idea it was canon that they were telling new stuff as well. Yeah, all the all the extra story that they added to the game is all canon, which mm. which is very cool. What about that gameplay? Uh, the gameplay is is it's pretty cool. Like uh, it's not an open world per se, like a lot of people have said. They're calling them open areas. So there's like I don't know. I just I just beat the game on Friday night, and uh, I think there's oh thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there's about close to 20 open areas and each of those open areas are very big like i would say what would be a good game to compare it to uh, like i guess like compared to like a gta in a way uh, like uh, there's cities on the map and like to go to like a different city you do have to fast travel to that area but once you get there like you can fly around you can go into the cities there's stuff you can talk to civilians do get side quests and uh, and then there's like a huge countryside. You go into the countryside, you get more quests. Like there, there's a lot to the. There's a ton to the game, actually. I had no idea. Yeah, me and my buddy, just for the sake of figuring out how big one of the areas was, we we flew uh, again. Now I was done the game, so you can go back to Planet Namek after you're done the game. And uh, just to see how long it would take me to get to the other side of the map, I think flying at full speed it took me like two and a half minutes. And you can fly very fast. So I know that doesn't seem like right, right. very big. But, but like you can fly super fast. Any, again, anybody who's watched Dragon Ball Z, you know you can go like super quick in that game. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, like it, there's there's areas that are that are massive. There's other areas, there's some a couple areas that are like pretty small, but they're meant to be small. And then there's other areas that are just like, yeah, they're huge. Like there's one map that I think has three cities built into it, and you have to fly to each city. Okay, wait, this sounds like red dead. Like how long does it how long did it take for you to finish? Um, so I didn't do all of the side quests, but I did more than enough to keep my guy above level of where I needed to be. Uh, and it took me just over 40 hours. Oh, this is a this is a game game game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a, now that I've done it, there's still a ton more stuff that I need to do. Oh, like shit. Like after you're done it, it unlocks a whole bunch more side quests. There's a ton that I have to do. Uh, like leveling up, there's training rooms. You can unlock more stuff. You can actually even like uh, you can uh, build cars. So if you want to drive around, you can. I don't know why you would ever drive around in it, but it's like a little thing that they added to. It. You can build a car. Yeah. So again, anybody who knows the franchise, they know Bulma. Right. Who's like a she's like a genius, and she she can yeah she builds you a car, and then you can like <laughs> up, like you can like find the resources around around different places and like upgrade the vehicle so it drives faster and shit. It's pretty oh, cool. Have you collected all of the orbs? <sighs> okay, so so the orbs every time you leave an area they regenerate and they come back. 
even if you've collected all of them or permanently? For it's, it's, it's impossible. You cannot collect them all. I could go to one of those like open areas, collect all of the orbs on that area, go to another spot, collect all the orbs there, go back to the other spot, and all the orbs will be back again. So what's the point of the orbs? They're like 100% for leveling up and everything. Ah. There's an unlimited supply of them. Like they're not like, uh, like you guys have played Crackdown, right? Nope. Has. Oh, nope? Okay. I was going to try it. And then I was like, this still, this looks terrible. So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't bother. I, I haven't, but I'm familiar with the mechanic that you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. So in, in Crackdown, there's orbs. There's like specific orbs. They're like colored orbs that you have to go around and find. And then you level up certain skill tree stuff based off of those colors of orbs. Now, Dragon Ball is the exact same way, but in um, in Crackdown, there's a limited amount of those orbs. So, like, once you find all of them, that's it. There's no more. But in Dragon Ball, you can keep going. You can just like keep fast traveling between certain areas, and the orbs will just regenerate. Like, farm them if you want to. You don't need to. You get orbs during fights and stuff like that. Like, I have more than enough to max out every single character skill tree, and I have like I think probably close to a hundred thousand of each color left over. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, yeah. Like the like everything about the game is super nostalgic for anybody who's a fan of the franchise. Though uh, the people who've been giving it bad reviews, I think they're just the people who are like, "Oh, this isn't a perfect game." And I think we're at the point now where we nobody expects a perfect game to come out anymore. Right? Well, what like, do, what do people mean by perfect game? Like what? There's dumb little glitches and stuff like that. Like I, I was playing. It was the the end of the Boo saga, mm-hmm. and I was I was fighting. Uh, or yeah, it was a it was a cutscene, and Vegeta's talking, and there was another Vegeta floating in the background. Got it. But like, like I don't give a shit. Like it it didn't affect the gameplay. It's just mm-hmm. it's kind of funny to see an extra Vegeta out there. But like that's what people are like ragging on this game about. Is that like stuff like that is happening? But like. Who cares? Like, I still absolutely loved the retelling of the story in the game. Um, some people think that the fighting is too linear, but they've obviously just never played a fighting game before then. <laughs> like, 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 seriously, like, what? name a fighting game that's not a button masher. Yeah, fair enough. I right? cannot. Uh, in it's this impossible. case, you would hit B so. all the time to do, like, your punches. But then it, it it incorporates their key into it, so you can do like their supers if you hold uh, LB, and if you have teammates with you, you can hold RB, and it'll bring up their supers, and you can do supers together with your teammate. So like all that stuff, like it, it just adds little things to the game that I thought was really cool. And you can do beam battles if you shoot your super attack and the enemy shoots theirs at the same time, they'll actually like collide in midair, and you have to like hit a button to like make sure yours is stronger than theirs. I thought that was really cool. Uh, they had like uh, explosive finishers. You can blow people off of planets and stuff like that. I thought that was Ooh. pretty cool. It seems like standard DBZ fighting. Like it's all it's all stuff that they've had in DBZ games in the past. If anybody's ever played Xenoverse, then the fighting is almost identical to Xenoverse. Yeah, my brother loved Xenoverse. Um, yeah, Xenoverse is, Xenoverse is great. The telling this the like the story in Xenoverse is very good. Is that an anime story or is that an original content? Uh, it's original content, non-canon. Uh, the, the the idea of what's happening in Xenoverse is canon. Uh, so they have something called the the time patrollers, uh, where they actually go through like different times and make sure that like people aren't basically like screwing up that timeline. Uh, so like that's canon, but the the actual story that they tell in Xenoverse. 
You know what this, this what you're talking about kind of reminds me of. It's like that. Who? What was that piece that was like? They expect us to watch all these MCU movies before seeing Endgame. <laughs> right. <laughs> Two stars. Uh, <laughs> it's like you know, if it's your thing, you're gonna love it. It sounds like if you're this is mildly your thing, you're probably also gonna love it. You should probably. I mean, I might give this a try. Yeah, honestly. I, I think that if you are like even somewhat interested in the Dragon Ball universe or you want to get up to speed of what's happening up until the point of obviously super starting, um, it's, a, it's a great way to get into it. It's, it's shorter than watching Dragon Ball Z Kai. Dragon Ball Z Kai, I think, is about 90-something oh, episodes, which is like 200 <laughs> episodes shorter than the original Dragon Ball, so it's not that bad. Fuck! Oh my, it, it, I was like, a 40-hour game is shorter? <laughs> and it is. Fuck. And uh, yeah, so th- yeah, this game, uh, it compacts everything that like any Dragon Ball lover would love about the franchise. But allows you to live out the f- the fights that are happening, mm. and I thought that was really cool. I thought they did a great job. It was a shining recommendation. I, I I have no choice but to wait for it to go on sale. I was just about to say it is officially <laughs> on my sale. It's list. on my list. Hey, look, you know they what? I'm have, sure- oh, they have five DLCs lined up for the game too. So oh, wow, is it the Dragon Ball Super storyline? Uh, they have they haven't released any info on what the DLCs are going to be. But uh, as far as I know, they have a five-year plan for this, so I'm I'm sure that they are going to uh, incorporate Dragon Ball Super into this at some point. Wow, five-year plan. Yeah, that's more thought out than my career. Good for them. <laughs> that's more thought out than a lot of the top-tier franchises of games right now. So. You know, that's also a true ass statement. Good for them. Yeah, I th- I think it's good. It's a good way because like they just keep uh, they just keep putting out these fighter Dragon Ball Z games. Which- People are going to buy anybody who's a fan of the franchise. They're going to buy the Dragon Ball Z fighter games, right. like Fighter Z, for instance. Uh, I bought Fighter Z. I'm not a huge like um, Street Fighter fighting game type guy, but I still mm-hmm. bought Fighter Z anyway. It's Dragon Ball, and I love it. Uh, but this is a good way to get around them just putting out, just rehashing another story they can add to this game, which is a really well done game, in my opinion. Did you play Jump Force? I, I haven't. I. Uh, I, I never heard good things about it, so I, I stayed away. Yeah, I didn't really want to talk about it here because um, it I have no opinions. It just was, yeah, it's cute. I guess you want to see some characters that you like. And uh, it's free on Game Pass, so I know that your Xbox is broken. But if you did get it working again, you could download it for free. Wait, dump truck, your Xbox is broken. Yeah, his Xbox is broken. Yeah, I spilled water on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Uh, yep. It's gone forever. He's uh, defected to the PC <laughs> forever. You're yeah, never but, coming. But on the, but on the upside, a lot more stuff's going cross-play. So. <laughs> He's like, it's okay that I left you all. It's if, fine. If they can, if they can just get a proper Discord app for Xbox, then maybe we could uh, play some games. Mm. Yeah, there's literally no way for us to communicate. So. Moving on, in addition to being a big Dragon Ball Z fan, you are also a pro streamer. Streamer, streamer, streamer. <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love it if I was pro streamer. <laughs> hey, but, you know. If I was pro streamer, I'd probably be, like, 
kicking you guys some some money to help uh, help out with the podcast a little bit more. <laughs> not, not saying that your podcast is bad. Not saying that your podcast is bad. No, we didn't take it like that at all. Like, we we, we can use some fucking money. Shit, <laughs> send us money. I'd be I'd be tossing some dollar bills out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> what can we do to make that? <laughs> but no, Give me some I more shout outs. I think you guys got a bigger following than I do. Mm. Well, anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, all right. since being on the show, you've started streaming. Uh, how yep. has that been? It's been. Has it been a year yet? It's been over a year. Uh, it'll be. It'll be a year this month. Yeah. See. Wow. Oh my god! Look at that. We have the same birth month. You guys started the podcast in January. No, we started in February. Oh, I thought you meant this month as in February. No, no, no I started in January. <sighs> so close. So I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit older. <laughs> <laughs> no, we started this two years ago in February. Well, if we want to go back to like when I actually <laughs> started streaming, because like, I because I did the, I did some of those like little like whatever one off streams while I was on my Xbox playing like PUBG and stuff like that. That's yeah, true. That's true. Well, yeah, and we did tune in. Uh, <laughs> literally, With, just me. Yeah, Doing like the actual like overlays and like cam streams and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I've only everybody. Awesome. So you play Rainbow Six Siege mostly, right? Pretty pretty much like exclusively play Rainbow Six Siege on stream. I I do play PUBG every once in a while. Um, but yeah, it's like it's almost exclusively Rainbow Six. PUBG just came out with a new map. PUBG did just come out with a new map. It came out with it uh, two days ago. I just played it for the first time today. Oh, and your impressions are. It's it's lovely, very oh. very good. Wow, it's it's hands down their best map. It, it it depends on what kind of fighting style you like. If you like to, if you like the bigger map because you can just like loot your face off and never shoot a gun, then yeah, like the older <laughs> maps are great for that. But th- this map's incredible. Like honestly, you land and you're you're guaranteed to be landing on a gun. Every house has weapons in it. There was one house that we went into, and it I'm I'm not even joking. We we were laughing about it after. It was actually a town, not just a house. There was 15 sniper rifles in this town. <laughs> there were, um, and, and it was maybe like five houses. That's uh, that's exciting. Yeah, I, it's it's amazing. It's I I love it. They're like it it forces the conflict. Uh, there's there's a new zone, so everybody who plays PUBG is familiar with the the red zone. Uh, this one <sighs> is now that. the black zone. Oh, what's the wait? What is the black zone? It's straight up deadly. It's <laughs> it's way it's way smaller, and you cannot hide from it. If you're in the black zone, you're pretty much dead. If if you're in the black zone and you go and hide in a building, you're still gonna die. It it'll blow up the building. Oh, <laughs> clearly, I need to look up some PUBG news. I'm sure that won't be out for console anytime soon, but that might be worth a re-download. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> dude, the map. The map's tiny. The map is super small. It only it's sixty two people versus like the standard hundred. Um, but like it's, I, I I'm very much enjoying it. I was actually playing it just before I came came into the into the podcast. Here. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so other than PUBG, which we have talked about extensively on the podcast, we have not really talked about Rainbow Six Siege. Neither of us play that game. So yeah, would you mind running us through exactly what it is? Yeah, uh, so it, it's uh, it's at its 
core, Rainbow Six Siege is very, uh, very much a, like a standard five v five shooter. It's just one team trying to kill another team. That's that's really all it is. But when you like dive a little bit deeper into what you can actually do in Rainbow Six, is there there's destruction. Like you can actually fully take out walls. You can there there's some uh, maps where you can actually literally take out every single wall in the map, and all that's left is just like barriers, like just like steel, like uh, steel, yeah, steel beams and stuff like that. Just basically holding the map together. That's all that's left. Jet fuel melts. Uh, you can shoot through. Uh, you can shoot through stuff. So, like, if you get something called a drone, you drive this drone around. You ping somebody. Your teammates see that ping. They can shoot through the wall and kill the guy on the other side. Oh. Of the People say that Call of Duty is the greatest shooter of all time. No, absolutely not. There's no, there's no way I could ever agree with. You. Like, Rainbow Six Siege is the best shooter on the market right now. That is a that is a hot take. That's spicy. Yeah, and and like the one thing uh, that a lot of people uh, like it's. It's very tough to get into Rainbow Six at this point. It's going into year five. Uh, we're going to be hearing about year five. Uh, the uh, the Rainbow Six Invitational is taking place in Montreal uh, next next weekend, uh, and uh, we're going to be hearing all the info about year five at the Invitational. But it's it's super difficult to get into the game. There's a lot of maps. Uh, there's at I think right now there's what is there there's 42 operators that you can choose from and each operator has their own little gadget or skill that makes them different than the other people that are in the game learning all of that learning the maps if you don't know where you're going or you don't know where somebody just shot from or where somebody just breached uh, you're gonna have a tough time playing the game hmm yeah, that makes sense. Some of the best players in the world that play CSGO have recently been switching over to, to Siege, and they even have a really tough time. Like, where they're top-tier CSGO players, they're playing in, like, I don't know, like, gold or silver level for, for Rainbow Six Siege. But gold or silver level is, like, is about the standard for where people play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then there's, uh, there's copper, which is the absolute worst. There's bronze. <laughs> your your copper i would definitely what's i would be aluminum foil i've watched you play this game <laughs> i can't say that i understand everything that's going on but i know that i couldn't do it <laughs> yeah no i've watched your streams and i'm like there's a fuck ton of shit going on in here and it's intense there's a lot that's going on like if you don't work as a team you're you're probably you're probably gonna lose hmm. like you need people in certain areas in certain strategic areas giving call outs where people are because mm-hmm. if you if you, if somebody's like, hey, there's a there's a guy on white stairs, then somebody's like, perfect. Somebody goes and watches those white stairs, but then somebody also goes and watches red stairs, which is on a little bit uh, like almost on the other side of the map, watching for a flank. Because they because mm-hmm. they know that they have to they have to move up these stairs now to try and get us. And then there's other people that are watching uh, like windows to watch people from rappelling in, or a skylight from somebody jumping off the roof trying to get into sight. Strategy. Yeah, there's a lot to it. Uh, yeah, like sil- silver, gold. That, like I said, that's kind of like the the middle area. That's where most people hang out. Um, and then there's um, uh, platinum players, which is generally around where I am. And then there's diamond players. And then there's something that they just added, which is champion. Uh, they just added that last year. Nice champion. Uh, champion is something that I'll, I'll never. I'll, there's no way. Hey, <laughs> that's like that's like pro league level or better. 
Will you be uh, picking up Quarantine whenever it comes out after its mysterious delay? Yes. I will. <laughs> it looks a lot of fun. I, if I'm going to jump in for exactly the reasons you said, I think I would try to do it then. It's the same reason why I haven't played Overwatch. At this point, there's too many people. There's too many mm. maps. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I just don't want to have a bad time when I go play a new game. So I'm going to wait for Overwatch 2. going to wait for Rainbow Six Siege Quarantine. And we'll, we'll, so we'll try quarantine, quarantine is PVE. Exactly. It, there, that's, like, that's, whereas, right. that's all I do. Yes. Whereas Rainbow, Six, whereas Rainbow Six Siege is 100% PvP based. Yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So they're, they're <laughs> not... They're, they're just, just so you're not mistaken, they are not even close to being the same game. Oh, I know. That's my point. I won't <laughs> okay. be playing a PvP version of that shit show, but I'm willing to check out a PvE version. Hmm... I used to play old school Tom Clancy. Like you know, there were strategery games that were PVE. So I don't, I don't want to like not like as much as I I want you get into the franchise and stuff like this. I'm a huge fan of it. Quarantine is exactly the type of game that I've been wanting you to stream forever. Ooh, why is that? Wait, it's gonna be scary. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, come I'm on. out. For the content. It's, so so <laughs> Rainbow Six Siege is is 5v5. Quarantine is three players, and it's against the environment, and it's like essentially zombies. Uh I would oh, I would that. I would urge you I would urge you to go and look <laughs> up uh uh video from uh Rainbow Six Siege Outbreak. Look up look at that stuff up on YouTube, or if you guys want like link it in the um in, in, the, in the show after. notes, now our guests are yeah. telling us what the link. Is. Okay. <laughs> uh, quor- quarantine uh, is based off of Outbreak, which was uh, one of the seasons two years ago. Okay, I it's, think it's like it's like based off of it. What I think should happen is that Nick, you should co-stream with Dump Truck. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, so. That's what I think should happen. If there was a two-player dead space, I would I would one hundred percent co-stream that with Picnic. You know, I I downloaded that when it was on Games with Gold for like like a year ago, and still have not had the courage to play. That game that game scares the shit out of me. I would love to play it with Picnic. <laughs> <sighs> well, keep dreaming. <laughs> so. Um, in addition to streaming games, which is the point of a streaming Twitch channel, you are doing something special for uh, the month of February, and we wanted to carve out some time for you to talk about it. Yeah, uh, so I, I did this last year. Um, like, obviously, I have a little bit bigger following this year, so I'm hoping I can raise a little bit more money. But last year, I raised uh, $300, which is it's whatever. Hey. It's it, it's money, right? Like It's, it's money. It's 300 that, more that dollars than they had. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and it's to uh, a cause that's uh, very near and dear to me here in Canada. Well, it started here in Canada, and it's it's very much moving its way across all of North America now. And it's something called Bell Let's Talk. Um, I actually uh, I had a buddy of mine create an overlay for me, so on my stream I actually have information about uh, Bell Let's Talk. Uh, but anyway, it uh, uh, it's it's about mental health awareness. As much as we're in 2020 now. People just still have a really tough time talking about that. You you guys know, like uh, when we did the uh, the BOF episode, uh, however long ago, I, I was going through a real tough time at that time. As, as much as you move past things, it's 
stuff sticks with you, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, so, like, it, it there's times where like uh, you just you just don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to do anything. Absolutely nothing. Like, I I love playing video games. I love I love doing the stream. I've met a lot of really cool people doing it. But like, people ask me sometimes, they're like, "Why aren't you streaming?" And I like, I just I don't hate talking about the fact that I dealt with mental health issues and stuff like that. People ask me, they're like, why aren't you streaming right now? And it, and it's, it's due to the fact that like, I just mentally, I just don't want to do it. I, I just can't, I can't do it. And, uh, but I don't want to tell them that. So I like, uh, usually I just don't answer. And, and people are like, Oh, what the hell? Why isn't dumb truck answering me? And it makes me seem like an asshole, but it like, I know what it looks like, but at the same time, I don't want to, I, I can't talk about it. Yeah, and uh, I've I've talked about it with you guys before. Uh, like I, I don't mind that because like we've we've all known each other for a long long time now. But like I just I wish that there was other people that had a group like you guys, like I have, uh, that could go out there and and talk to talk to their friends about about stuff. Because uh, like, um, honestly, like like Big Nick, uh, if it wasn't for you, I have no idea what would have happened with me. Back when I had when I was dealing with all that stuff, like you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, people need friends like that that they can feel comfortable reaching out to and just and talking about it, even if they're even if they don't want to. They just people need that ability. And Bell Let's Talk is raising money so that people have that ability. Anyone can go out there at any given time. They can text a random anonymous number and be like, "Hey, man, like I just I really need to talk to somebody. I need help." And and Bell Let's Talk. Bell Let's Talk does an awesome job of that. Um, it's it's in partnership with the with the NHL. Bell is a big company here in Canada, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I, I just I I absolutely love the work that they do. I, I want to raise more money for it. I want people to be aware that there are people out there that that honestly, honest to God, care about their well being uh, as as much as at that time they may not think that those people exist. Right. Well, all right. So. I, I I hope that explains pretty well what <laughs> Bell Let's Talk is, uh, and I think you can tell how passionate I am about it. Like I, yes, I I I, I just it it sucks. I know what it's like to be at your lowest point, and it's it's not it's not fun. It's not fun. Yeah, I <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I appreciate very much you you sharing that with our audience, and I would encourage all of them to go to your stream, check out more information about Bell Let's Talk. And if you have friends who you know you could reach out to who might need to pick me up, who might need someone to talk to, uh, do that. You know, it's it's part of being a good friend. It's part of being a good uh, person in good community with everyone around you. Uh, and we need to do more of it. We need to talk more about how we need to do more of it. Uh, and people need to feel less alone and less isolated. And I'm 100%. happy that I was able to help you. And uh, I'm thankful to my support network. And uh, if you don't have a support network and you live in Canada, you can reach out to Bell Let's Talk. If you live in the United States, we'll put some additional resources in the show notes. And uh, if you'd like, you can join the Discord. And we have a pretty big, growing community of people in there in the Bones of Feet slash Gamer Friends Discord. Uh, active conversations every day. And if you need some people to chill and hang out with who are like, like-minded and aren't assholes, which can be hard in this space sometimes. We've had to kick people out. Yes, <laughs> we have. Um, you know, it's welcome to you, and uh, we'd be happy to have you. 
Yeah, I, and just to add to that too, I know I, I never even said this, but uh, uh, so last year I raised three hundred bucks. This year I'm going to try and raise uh, around two thousand. That's my goal. Woo! Oh, right. Wow. Uh, obviously, I I have uh, I have no idea what to expect, uh, but uh, obviously any support is greatly appreciated. I would love to I would love to get even like remotely close to that goal. Uh, even if I just raise three hundred bucks again this year, I'll be happy to 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 send that to them. The notes that they send back to you after you send them <laughs> an email transfer of three hundred bucks is is pretty cool. So it's a good feeling that knowing that you're out there helping out people. Yeah, that's beautiful. Beautiful indeed. Well, thank you, sir, for joining us uh, on this very special episode. We appreciate you. No, I, uh, I like I said, I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's uh, probably been a long time coming. Uh, probably should have had this episode a long time ago, but <laughs> for real. <laughs> but we had it now. It's fine. Um, so anytime you guys want me back, I'm definitely definitely down to come back. All right. Beautiful. Um, Please shout out your socials for everyone, and we'll leave links to them in the show notes. Uh, Professor Dump Truck TV on uh, Twitter. So Professor Dump Truck was already taken. So don't tweet at Professor Dump Truck, because that's not me. Uh, Professor Dump Truck TV mm-hmm. is me. I am uh, Professor Dump Truck on... Uh, or just PROF Dump Truck on Instagram. I have a few videos on there. I need to get some more. Um, and, uh, I don't have a Facebook page and then I have, and then I'm just fine. No PROF, PROF dump truck on, uh, at Twitch. All right. Okay. Thank you, my friend. We appreciate you. Thanks guys. That was a show. That was a show. Thank you so much to Professor Dumptruck for coming yes. on, for talking about uh, his own personal journey with mental health. And uh, thank you to all of my friends who have been candid with me. Uh, I will continue to be candid with you, and I would encourage all of our listeners to be candid with one another. All right. You can be candid, if you would so choose, on our Discord. Mm-hmm. And you can also write a review, rate us on your platform of choice. Yes, and don't forget subscribe. Tell your gamer oh, friends. Jeez, Tell two gamer friends. You gotta subscribe first, and then you, you review, subscribe. subscribe, rate, and review this. And order this. Damn it! And donate to Dump Truck. Yeah, do that as well. Bell, let's talk. Yeah, we're all gonna talk. Oh, all right. And we'll see you soon. See you very soon. Deuces. Bye.